We're going to be learning our Sicha and Chelik Yuzayim, Parshas Metzayda, the first Sicha, 157. This is definitely a unique Sicha amongst all Sichas on Rashi. It's a Sicha on a diktuk of a taich of a word in Chumash, and uh, the Rebbe brings up various different words, translation, very unusual. And uh, we'll see how the Rebbe explains a Rashi that seems to be an unassuming, plain, simple Rashi. And the Rebbe explains exactly what Rashi is coming to tell us. And then a beautiful pshat of Pichsidus according to the Lukutetaira of this week's Parsha and Parsha's Mitzayra. From Pasik, V'lokach HaKayin Midama Oshom, V'nosan HaKayin Atnuch Oizen HaMetar V'gaymeh. The Kayin takes from the carbon Oshom that's brought for the Mitzayra, and he places it on the Tnuch of the ear of the person that's becoming Tohe. So what exactly is the Tnuch? Is Rashi Maitik the Mvar Tnuch and his Mefarish? Geder and Tsoi Shabaizen. The middle section of the ear. Uh, which, what exactly the middle section of the ear is, you have in Ha'ara 2, a long uh, discussion here based on different Mefarshim, the Tzamach Tzedek, that discuss what exactly that is. But simply that's sort of on the inside, not in the total external, but sort of further in that middle section right here, not inside the ear, that is, outside that middle area, that's where the blood was placed. Narashi says, this word tnoch is unknown to me. In other words, what's the etymology of this word? It's unknown to me. Those that translate words refer to this in, I guess, Old French, tenderus. So now, the question on this Rashi is as follows. Obviously, the word Tnuch is not a common word in Teira. However, it is mentioned earlier in Teira, in Parshish Tzav, and even earlier in Parshish Tzav. Even more, in Parshish Tzav is Rashi Mefarish Temvart. Over there, Rashi actually already explains the word Tnuch, who has a chuson tzoi. It's the middle section, or the word schus, I believe, means cartilage, the middle cartilage in the ear. Which is called tendrus. And the Rebbe Nara 7 brings the various different uh, girsus in the expression of the word, whether it's tendrus with a dalad or without a dalad, with a nun. Variations of the same word in French. So Rashi already explains what the word tnuch means. Rashi already earlier tells us the meaning of this word. Why is Rashi again telling us the meaning of this word? The question is, either way you look at it, there's a problem here. There's a reason why. Rashi is not satisfied with what he says in Tetzave. Maybe what Rashi says in Tetzave is only relevant to that Pasuk. So it has to be repeated again. If that's the case, so if so, then the Pasek Zok Nochom Adoloshen Tnoch, so he has to say it again over here. So Rashi has to explain it again over here. When the Torah again tells me the word Tnoch, so Rashi should have explained it in the Parsha of Tzav, where it said a second time, why did he wait over here until Parsha's Mitzayda to explain what this word Tnoch means? So we have three places the word is mentioned. It's mentioned in Tzav. Then in Tzav Rashi doesn't say anything. Comes to Parshas Mitzayda, Rashi again explains what the word means, as if he never said anything before. So seemingly we could answer simply that the Pshat is as follows. Darton in Sav, Bavon Rashi in the beginning of Parshas Sav, where the Torah goes through all the karbonis that are being brought for the Shivasimeh and Miluim. So Rashi there says, 
As kol ha'inyan azed the parshas hamiluim pirashti bevaatat itzave. This entire subject, all the korbanos, was already explained before and not at itzave. So Rashi doesn't repeat the things that he explained before. Ubemele dafar echnet ibachazer and them taich from tenuch, so he doesn't have to repeat again the meaning of this word tenuch. By letashem mefurish in parshas itzave v'seretzach v'gnezalman inyan. It's already explained earlier when the Torah discusses these korbanos in the same subject. Over there, Rashi explained it. Here, the word Tanoch is being brought in a different subject regarding the Mitzayirah. So over here, maybe you can say that you can't rely on what Rashi already wrote in Parshas Tetzaveh. So here, Rashi explains it again. However, this is not satisfactory. We still have problems here. Warum von Lashen Rashi da is klar as er is nit blois eisen zu ibechazer in demselben Pirish von Tanoch wie in Parshas Tetzaveh. It's pretty clear from Rashi's words here that Rashi explaining the word Tanoch here is not simply because maybe it's such an uncommon word and therefore you may have forgotten what he said earlier in Parshas Tetzaveh so he repeats it again over here. From Rashi's Lashen it's clear he's not it's simply repeating it. Weil, and the Rebbe will give two reasons for this as we'll soon see. But before that the Rebbe says there are other two obvious if difficulties here with this Rashi that repeats again the Pshat of Tanoch. In addition to the obvious questions, If we're going to say that Rashi is repeating the Pshat a second time, so, but why does he have to? If Rashi explained the word once before, Rashi always relies on what he explained. Why does he have to say it again over here? Even if Rashi is going to repeat what he said before, it would have been enough to Rashi should just say concisely, the middle section of the year. Like we find, the word Bayan that comes in the next Pasik, or in this Pasik actually, but it says Bayan afterwards, refers to the thumb, the middle part of the thumb. That's what Rashi says the first time in Parshas Tetzave. Mashen came in Parshas Sein. So Rashi does repeat again what the Bayan is. But here, Zakta Blais Gödel. Rashi just says it's the thumb. And he doesn't explain it specifically because he already explained it before. So similar here regarding Tnuch. If Rashi has to explain again what Tnuch is, why does he have to explain it with all the details and everything? Rashi should just simply say it's the Gederem Tzoy Shabayizim. So those are the two obvious things that are a problem, even if we'll say that Rashi is repeating what he said before. Is, besides that, we can see that Rashi changes from what he said before. In Zayn Pirish Da is Rashi Maisif on Meshana Legabe Zayn Pirish and Parshish Tetzaveh. Rashi adds and changes from what he writes in Parshish Tetzaveh. Er Leitzu, he adds the words Aleph, Veloshen Tnuch Loi Neidali. I don't know, Rashi says, I don't know what this word Tnuch means. Rashi, not, Rashi didn't say before that he doesn't know what the word Tnuch means. There in Parshish Tetzaveh, Rashi just translates the word. And that's all. And he brings the French for it. And he doesn't say he doesn't know what it means. Here all of a sudden Rashi says, I don't know what this word means. Beis, then he adds, Those interpreters, they, the ones that explain Hebrew words, they say that the word is tenderous. So why is Rashi adding this? Rashi must be letting me know something new that's only relevant to this parsha here in Mitzayda and not before in parsha Tzav or Tzav. So what is this new thing that Rashi is coming to clarify here with his pshat and the word Tnuch? Now there's another few questions here if you look and pay attention to the details of how Rashi says his pshat. 
Aleph, was meint Rashi mit Loshin, Tnuch, Loi Neideli? What does Rashi mean when he says, I don't know what the word Tnuch means? Oibis Batzitzach, zu dem, was in dem Loshin Tnuch, is nito kein Mashmos, as das is the Geder and Tzoyche Baizen. Does Rashi mean to say that the word Tnuch, there's nothing in the word, in the letters of this word, in the, in the, the etymology of the word, we don't see how it refers to this limb in the body, to this, to the ear. There's no connection between Tenoch and, let's say, Oizen. Where is there any connection here? So, the Rebbe says, that's, what, what kind of a problem is that? There are many names in Chumash of all kinds of objects and things and maybe even parts of limbs in the person that are names. And you don't see any connection of the name to that object that it's a name for. Every name has a specific connection to that object of what it's a name for. Not necessarily at all. Let's take the example of this very Pasuk, which was mentioned before. The thumb. Rashi doesn't then add and say, oh, what's the connection of Buen to Goidl? How does it cannot come to mean the thumb? There's no explanation. Rashi doesn't bring any connection. But nevertheless, Buan refers to the Geidel. Same thing also. Tunoch refers to the middle section of the, uh, of the ear. Just like Buan refers to the middle section of the thumb. So why all of a sudden does Rashi say, I don't know the connection to, this, uh, to the middle section of the ear? Beis, another question. It's unknown to me. A bit we built ragel in Rashi. In Rashi, this is an unusual expression. Whenever Rashi says, I don't know Pshat in the Pasik, he just simply says, I don't know why the Pasik says this, why the Pasik has that. Here Rashi says, It's unknown to me. Gimel, then Rashi says, When Rashi says that the interpreters refer to it as tenderous, as very often in Rashi, he brings the old French word for the a word in Pasik. So here Rashi is saying that this is the French word for Tenuch. Rashi should have said as he always does, that this is the word for in it in Laz in the French. Other tenderous balaz, even shorter as Rashi always does, tenderous balaz. Why is Rashi saying the interpreters? But it's a schwer to say as punkt der las von dem Wort hat Rashi beatzme nit gewusst und gemust ankommen zu Paisrim as sei sollen abteichen dem Wort der las. It's difficult to say that the reason why Rashi says this is because he didn't know what the word meant and he heard it from the Paisrim and therefore he's quoting the Paisrim. Pashtus, if this is what Rashi found out, the word means in Old French, Rashi should have just simply quoted that it's tender as balaz. Dalit, another question here. Even if there's some explanation why Rashi doesn't just simply say that this is a translation in French. Why, when he quotes those that interpret this word, does he use such an unusual title for them? Those interpreters. The usual expression that he would use when he quotes somebody, those that explain and interpret, sometimes he actually uses, uses the term that's the usual Lashon Rashi uses when he quotes different Mepharshim uh, that explain something. Why does Rashi here say
Yeah, so that's what so we see over here that really this entire Rashi is not necessary. Rashi already told us this, uh, the whole shot of the word Tnoch in Parshas Katsave and all the details in Rashi, line by line, almost word for word, is very difficult to understand what Rashi is saying here in this very short, simple Rashi. That beer Bachalzeh. So the shot over here is as follows. When Rashi says, it's unknown to me what the word Tnuch means, Rashi here, his intention is as follows. The main intention of Rashi is to negate the Pshat that it says in the Tadis Kayanim right here on the Pasik. Lloyd Velachens is move on the Shaykhis between Tnoch and Godaram Tzaiq, Lakaman Sifay. The Tadis Kayanim does actually explain the meaning of the word Tnoch and why this word means the middle section of the ear, as will be quoted soon in Sifay, what exactly it says in Tadis Kayanim. So it's that shot of the Tadis Kayanim which Rashi is negating. The pshat of the Tadis Kayanim is not pshat, it's not the pshat of the Posse. The Ribe is this Rashi Shailul, Durchen Zogni Veloshen Tnuch Leinaydali. So Rashi here, the main kavana is not to explain the word. Rashi explained the word in Parshas Tetzave. Rashi is coming to negate a pshat that it says in the Tadis Kayanim on this word. Now the question is, and thus was Rashi Dav Shailul Zaindem Pirish from Tadis Kayanim. This that Rashi has to negate a pshat that it says in the Tadis Kayanim. That's not what Rashi is about. Rashi doesn't come to negate this pshat or another pshat that you would have thought of in a Pasik or what it says in the Medrash. Rashi just explains the pshat of the Pasik. And Rashi even doesn't necessarily pay attention to what it says in Halacha and Gemara and so on. None of that is negate. Rashi is teaching the pshat of the Pasik. So why suddenly here is Rashi coming to clarify don't touch like the Tadis Kainim. Many of the things that Rashi says in this parsha here, on in Sefer Vayikra Bachlal, and moreover in Sefer Vayikra, which is all explained in Tadis Kainim, so very often Zenin Genumen from Tadis Kainim are all taken from Tadis Kainim. Virashi Alain Tzechenton Ba'at Salfen Zeg, as Rashi himself points to in many of them, even though Rashi doesn't necessarily always point the source from where he takes his pshat, but here in Vayikra, very often Rashi himself says that I took this from Tadis Kainim. On Nachmer, additionally, in Friedrich and Posik, right here in the Posik before what we're learning, Rashi brings the beginning of what it says in Tadis Kainim. And he concludes his Pshat by saying that the conclusion of this Pshat is to be found in the Tadis Kainim. Meaning, take a look there in the Tadis Kainim. And you'll see the conclusion of the pshat and the pasuk over there. So Rashi right here took you to Tadis Kainim to take a look inside. So when you'll see that according to Rashi here, what does Tnuch mean? Tnuch means the middle section of the ear, like Rashi already told us in Tetzaveh. So when you'll see that this is how Rashi learns, which is what it also says in Tadis Kainim, that it refers to the middle section of the ear. Rashi is not only translating the word of Tnuch to be the middle section of the ear like the Tadis Kainim, but Rashi is also accepting the explanation that it says in Tadis Kainim, in the Mshaychis, Tzvishen Tnuch, in Gedarem Tzoy. Why the word Tnoch is related to the middle section of the ear. 
as the Rebbe will quote this explanation. You would think that Rashi accepts that explanation as well. So Rashi says, no, the word Tnoch, it's unknown to me what the etymology of this word is. That's what Rashi is coming to say over here. So the two questions that we asked before fall away. Aleph, the signin from Rashi. Rashi says, it's unknown to me what the etymology of this word is. And he doesn't say like he usually does. Beis was Rashi Zoktesnit in Parshas Tetzave. In Parshas Tetzave, he says the pshat. He doesn't say it's unknown to me what what the root of the word is. Rashi cannot zogin veloshin tenuch lo yedaiti. So Rashi can't say like he usually does. I don't know what the word tenuch is. But I veistach ya from a pirish and loshin tenuch the pirish from teiris kainim. Rashi does know what this word means. He he knows that in teiris kainim it says a pshat explaining the etymology of the word and how it's related to the middle section of the year. How could Rashi say I don't know what the word tenuch means? Now the Piddish is Lenoida. When Rashi says it's unknown, what he's saying is it is nit anerkent. What he really means is it's unrecognized to me. I don't recognize this being the Pshat here. Nit oiskahalten. It's not correct. Li to me, which means was lebasilafarish mikra. For Rashi, explaining the Pshat on the Pasik here, it's unknown to me, it's incorrect to me to accept this Pshat of the Teres Kainim. But not that I don't know. I know what it says in the Teres Kainim, as we'll see in a moment. But it's unknown to me to accept it over here. That's what Rashi means by that. On the Rebbe, Brengtitz Arab Rashi Narda, in Unze Parsha, Unitin Parsha Stetzava. So Rashi only says this here and not in Parsha Stetzava. While Noisip Evdem was Pachlal is Nitin Yonisha Rashi, Trishailus and Pirushim. As we mentioned before, Rashi in Pasha Tetzava doesn't have to carry on saying that I don't agree with the fact that it uh, has the meaning that it says in Tehidus Kainim. Rashi doesn't, does, that doesn't do that usually. Rashi doesn't deal with it at all. Which is not the case here, as the Rebbe pointed out, because here Rashi just quoted from Tehidus Kainim. Is in Divrei Razal if in Pasuk in Parshas Tetzave Gefit Benet can be it in Mechilte Vachulu from Lashon Tanoch in the Medrashim there there is no Medrash that speaks about what the etymology of the word Tanoch means so there no one is looking in the Mechilte there that Rashi has to clarify that you you'll see the Pshat of Mechilte and Rashi has to tell you that it's not like what it says in Mechilte. In addition to the fact that even if you would be looking at the Mechilta, and even if it would say it in the Mechilta, Rashi would not have to clarify that that's not the Pshat on the Pasik, or if it is the Pshat on the Pasik, it's only over here because Vayikra is very much based on Teres Kainim. Very often Rashi sends you to Teres Kainim. Right here before Rashi sent you to the Teres Kainim, he said, V'chulu, go look in the Teres Kainim. So specifically over here, Rashi has to tell you that don't think that the pshat that I agree with, that tnuch means the middle section of the ear, that the etymology of the word is like what it explains in the Teres Kainim. So now what does it actually say in the Teres Kainim? And why does Rashi disagree with the pshat that it says there? So here it is. In Teres Kainim state, in Teres Kainim it says here as follows. I would think that the blood has to be placed inside, completely inside the ear, Talmud Loimar al-Nuch. So the Pasuk here, when it says the word Tenuch, so the word Tenuch is also the word Nuch. What does the word Nuch mean? Nuch means on the height of the ear. I al-Nuch, now if it means on the height of the ear, so that's not inside the ear, it's on the height of the ear, high point in the ear. Yochel al so I would think maybe that you should place the blood on the tip of the ear. Talmud Loimar Toich, Nuch, 
when it says the word tenoch, it's really two words. Tenoch is, is both teich and noch. Two words. The word teich means inside. The word noch means on the top of, at the tip of. So when we have this one word tenoch, which is made up of two words, what does it then mean? Ha keitzat. So how do I combine the two together and fulfill both words together? This refers to the middle section of the ear, not all the way on the inside, on the outside, because it can't be on the inside, because it says not only toich, it says nuch as well, so it's further out, sort of more higher out, but not all the way inside, so that's sort of the compromise, because you have both words together, toich and nuch, so therefore I know that it's the middle section right at the outside of the ear. That's what it says there in the Titus Kainim, so there's an explanation of how the word tnuch brings us to this section in the ear. So now the Mepharshim explained the Pshat on this Tairis Kainim as follows. As the Tairis Kainim means to Zogin, as Tnuch is Nitztam Anomen from Gedda Amtsoi, that the word Tnuch is not just simply a name like any other name that has no, no meaning necessarily. Not as is, rather, this name is a combination of two words Aleph from Loshen Teich, it's the word Teich inside, in Evenik. On das was the fact that it says, even though this word Tnuch is really the word Teich, even though it says a nun in the middle of the word, not like, not like the word teich, is this viasach under the verte in Loshna Kaidish, Vashtein, Amol Mitanun, on Amol Ananun. There are many words in Loshna Kaidish that are sometimes written with a nun and sometimes without a nun. And the Rebbe will bring the example soon in the Sicha of the word Ho Anofa, as we'll see. So, therefore, this is an example of a word which it really is the word teich. It's written tenoch, added a nun. That's one word we have here. But the word tenoch is also another word. Beis from Loshen Noch. It's also the word Noch, which means height, the, the, the tip. Like you find in a Pasik, Chaimas Anoch, which means the, the top of the wall. The height. So the word Noch over here, Tenoch, it refers to the word Noch. So it's really this other word as well. Now that word Anoch is spelled with an Aleph at the beginning. And here you don't have the Aleph. And over there, when it says Anoch, it's with an Aleph and not with a Toph. And here we exchange the Aleph for a Toph. It becomes Tenoch. Similar to what we said before, that you have a word in Lashon Kedish, sometimes with a Nun, sometimes without a Nun. The same is also true when it comes to the two letters of Aleph and Toph that are interchangeable in a word that you find. Yet sometimes you add an Aleph to a word, you add a Toph to a word, you replace a Toph with an Aleph. It's possible. The Rebbe brings an example. We can find by Merida Verte Betnach as Meshtel Tzut Sum Shadish on Aleph Adar Atof. You have the Shadish of the word. According to Rashi's opinion, I believe, a Shadish of a word could be either from three letters or maybe even from two letters. And then to that Shadish, there's the, there's a, you add sometimes a letter of Aleph or Tof, depending on what the context of what you're trying to say. So you add an Aleph or a Tof to a word. So Aleph and Tof are sort of add-ons to a word and they're interchangeable. When it says Anomen for Nazach, when uh, and Aleph again as Meshtel Tzutzum Shaydish and Aleph Adar Atov when it says Anam of Nazach and that could even be referring to something which is a name for something. Vitzum Beispiel Take by Anoch like Pirush Rashi actually this very word Anoch itself the Aleph in the beginning of the word is only an add-on to the main root of the word the Shaydish of the word is the Nun and the Chaf Rashi says over there in Chayisada that the word Anoch comes from the word Noch the Chayd the Chayd Aglayim. And the Aleph is an add-on to the word. So we see that Aleph is a letter that's added on. And therefore it could be replaced with a Toph as well. 
And another example where we see that the, the letter Tav is an add-on, Ubisvuna, the word Tavuna, which comes from Bina, so the Tav is an add-on to the word Upirish Rashi, So there the Tav is an add-on to the word Bina, so in many, many other examples where you find the Aleph and the Tav as add-ons to a word. So therefore that's the Pshar here in this word of Tanuch. It's two different words. It's Taich, with the addition of a Nun, and it's Anach, with the exchange of the Aleph to a Tav. So since this word tenoch means both things, it's two different words, teich and noch. By combining the two together, it clarifies that the place where the blood should be put is in the middle section of the ear. So that's the Ketaris Kainim, beautiful pshat, so why wouldn't Rashi accept this? So in order that you shouldn't think that this is also correct, in the Pshat, the way you learn Pshat in the Pasik. And I hear there would be another reason why you would think this is the case. As Mahatshem Friyag learned in Pirish Rashi, Rashi says in Parshish Shmini, as Ho Anofa, the bird that's called Anofa, he Dayaragzonis. It's the same as the bird Daya, same family, but it's a Dayaragzonis. It's, a, it's, a, it's that bird Daya, which is an angry, because an angry bird. In other words, the word Anova means anger. The say says Anova metanun is Loshen Kaz Vereiges. Azevi af, loshen reiges. Af means anger, and anofa has the same root, and it also means anger. Right? You're just adding a nun here. The says as oichlet apirish, apip, shutish, or mikrofun Rashi. So it would seem that according to the simple pshat of Rashi, is doverter v'shtein amal mit or amal on agivise ois. In this case, a nun. The anofa, anofa means anger. Af means anger, and it's it's the same translation. One with a nun, one without. So we could say the same thing regarding the word toich. Taich and Tnoch mean the same thing. One is with a nun, one is without a nun. That's not true. I don't recognize this pshat that the Medrash says that this is the source of the word over here. Taich and Tnoch go together. And also Noch and Anoch go together. Shailuzain then Pirish canal to negate the pshat that according to Pshutei Shal Mikra, what it says here in Taitis Kainim is not recognized. Now, what's the reason for this? So here the Rebbe brings and explains that we can't say that there's the same word that sometimes has a nun in it and sometimes not. Rashi doesn't accept this pshat. So first the Rebbe will explain why we can't say toich and tenuch are the same word. And then the Rebbe will explain why we can't say that noch and anoch are the same word. Rashi halt as a word mit anun und ananun. Hat und When you have a word in Chumash. So it seems to be the same word, but one is spelled with a nun and one is spelled without a nun. In Pshutei Shomikra, it's a different word, completely different word. So therefore, we can't say over here that Taich and Tnoch are in the same word. The Hechrech then the proof of this, that this is Rashi's Pshat, and it says in the Shira, the, the breathing that comes out, which means the Ebesh is anger. So what is the word apecha? What's the connection of apecha to anger? Is Rashi mefarish hayyitze mishnei nechidim shel af? It refers to the breathing that comes out of the two nostrils, and the Rashi explains as follows: Diber akosov kaviyachol b'shchine dugmas belach melach basav adam. The Eibushter, the, the, the pasuk speaks about the Eibushter similar to the way it is by the anger of a king of flesh and blood. So that people should understand of what's common, of what their eyes see. So they can understand what we're speaking about when we say that the Ebeshter is angry. 
When a person is angry, so he breathes heavily through the nostrils of his nose. And the chain, similar to the expression of anger that it says in another place, the smoke coming out of his nose, from the wind, from the breathing of his nose, they get consumed. All these expressions refer to, to the way it is anger by a human being that when he's very angry and he breathes very heavily from his nose. So this also is the description of Kaviyoch, the anger that there is Lamaila by the Ebishter. There's another passage where it says, Laman Shmi, for the sake of my name, Arich Api. I will lengthen the, my, the, the Api. What does this mean? <coughs> the word Api here also refers to the nose. But what this means is, when a person's anger quiets down, so he breathes longer breaths, more regular, stable breaths. Then, when a person is very angry, he breathes more quickly and heavier. So that's a person breathing through his nose. So that's what it means. The breath from the nose will be longer. Any time in the title you have this expression of anger and it uses the term all these expressions, the translation of the word af is not anger. The translation of the word af is the nose. It's just that when a person gets angry, he breathes quickly from his nose, and therefore the Taita uses that expression. That's what Ashi means, according to Rashi, that's what the Taita means when it says the word af apecha. So now we had before anofa, and now we have af. And before we said that anofa and af both mean the same thing. They both mean anger. And even though there's a nun in the word anofa, but it's the same word as the word af, and it means the same thing. But from this Rashi we see that's not true. Af means the nose. Anofa means anger. It's two completely different words. The addition of the nun in anofa makes it a totally different word. So from this it seems, even though the word af could have the meaning of anger, like anofa means anger, but af only means anger when it says all these expressions, the breath or the smoke or I will lengthen, the length and the breath, that is, because it really refers to the nose, that like by a human being, when he breathes from his nose. The translation of the word af itself, it does not mean anger. Nor It refers to the limb, the nose. So anofa and af are two completely different words, even though the only difference between them is that anofa has a nun and the af does not. So the, here we clearly see that the addition of a nun is a different word. On the far is nitglatik on them and imshutishal mikra as tnoch is lashon teich. So therefore, it's not smooth to say, like the, what it says in Teiris Kainim, that tnoch and teich are really the same word, and the only difference is that the one has a nun and one doesn't. That's what Ashi says. Loy it's, I don't. It's not recognized imshutishal mikra this pshat. Now going to the other detail about nuch be, being from the word anoch. So, as the Rebbe pointed out before, it's very often that you have in Tanakh that an Aleph or a Tav are added or interchanged in a word. So that's true. But there's another reason why the word Noch would not mean, like the word Anoch, the tip of the ear in this case. Because really the word Anoch does not simply mean the tip or the height of something, as the Rebbe will prove here. Rashi cannot say like the Teres Kayin that the word Noch means Noch, Reim Height. Like in the word, 
Noisif, of the Shinui from Aleph, Tov, Kanal. In addition to what we pointed out, that there is the change of the Aleph to the Tov, which that could be dealt with. But besides that, Valder Loshen Anach Gufe Maintnit Loshen Rain. The actual meaning of the word Anach itself, according to Rashi, does not mean the height. Nor does it a bedil to mesten the gleichkeit von achaima. It's actually a utensil. It's a tin utensil, a measuring utensil that's used to measure the wall. That's what it means there in the simple pshat of that pasuk where it's quoted from in Amos in Chayma Sanoch. It means to measure the wall on the shaiches or the straightness of the wall on the shaiches from the bedil to goyva v'raim. The connection of the bedil, this utensil that's used to the height of the wall, is blazing them. But malek them bedil, let them The way you measure the wall is you begin, you place it on the height of the wall. So the word anach though does not refer to being the height, the tip of the wall. It refers to this utensil that's used, placed on the tip of the wall to measure it straight, with it being straight or not. So that's the meaning of anach. It doesn't even mean the height. It means this this uh, tool that's used. And the Rebbe is not glatik to zogin as the taich von al tnoch is al goiva. That the word tnoch means the height, in this case the tip, the height of the ear. The far was the word tnoch is enluch to tevis anach. And we would say that the word tnoch is similar to the word anach. It's, it doesn't make, according to Rashi, that's not correct. The word anach does not mean height. It refers to this tin utensil used to measure. O befrat noch as oisius tnoch is nit bedoimitz oisius anach kanal. That's in addition to what we said before, that the Tav and the Aleph are not the same, and therefore it's a Deichik to say that they're interchangeable. You would have to say that the Shadish of the word is just the Nun and the Chav, and the Tav and the Aleph are interchangeable. So that's another Deichik that there is here. And therefore Rashi says, Loshen Tenuch Loi Noidali. The Pshat of the Teiris Kainim is beautiful, but not Mshutish Mikra. Mshutish Mikra, not Teich is Tenuch, and not Tenuch is Teich, and Anoch and, 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 uh, and Anoch are not the same thing. Rashi then says that there are those interpreters and they refer to Tenoch as Tendrus. There Rashi just simply says that it's referred to as Tendrus. What is this unusual expression Rashi uses? It's just like when you are interpreting a dream. Like the Rebbe brings some examples here. You find how you interpret a dream. We learned in Chumash Bereshis as the Sara Mashim of Gizan Cholim Shloishus Sarigim. He saw three um, uh, grapes on his head. On Yosef at the what were those three Sarigim of the grapes? As the main Shloishus Yomim. It refers to three days. He saw seven cows. It's not cows, rather it's a it's days or years that is. So says as pisra in bashtet in them. Just like when you interpret a dream, what is this? As chach in cholam am zenit gezen ke yomim adishanim. They did not see in the dream days or years. At Yosef they paisa gezen oif kedekt and ongevis and if the mechulim from them cholam Yosef explains and he uncovers the true meaning of the dream that although you're seeing cows or you're seeing grapes, it really means the gimel yomim and zayin shanim. It's connected to something else. It's it's three days and three years. So what does that mean? The says that paisrim gefinen den tzadashave from zvei zachin v'zenenit gleich. They can find and uncover the meaning of something that one thing really means something else, even though they're not similar at all. There's really no connection between grapes and days. 
or cows and years, but nevertheless, that's what it hints to. That's the ability of Paisarim to be able to decipher a dream and to see what it's, what it's connected to, even when it refers to something that really has no connection to the object that you saw in the dream. After Rashi here negates the Pshara of the Tadis Kainim. And he tells you that it's that the connection that the Tadis Kainim makes to the meaning of this word here is unrecognized in Pshutish Mikra. That we don't accept that connection. Which connect different things that are not necessarily connected, do refer to it as tenderous. What does this mean? Those paisrim that compare different words to each other. According to them, we could say that there is an explanation for the etymology of the word Tenoch. Like what it says in Titus Kainim, that the word Tenoch is, connect, is connected to Teich and Noch. Because they're Paisrim, right? What is Paisrim? Paisrim are those that connect different words to each other, even though they're not similar. Just like in a dream, they connect different subjects that are not similar. Paisrim, regarding words, do, a, do the same thing. They find the connection between one word and another, even though it's not really similar. So Zogin say, so similar, they also say, as thus is Eich, the Tam, was the Laz, from Tnuch is Tendros. So they find the connection between the word Tnuch and the Teire and the old French word in their time, Tendros, that these two words are sort of connected to each other. They both have a similarity in the way it's pronounced. Tendros, that has you pronounce a Tof and a Nun and a Vav. Those three letters appear in the, letter, in the word Tnuch as well. On the river is there Pisrim, from what Tnuch in last Tendros. So if you're looking for a Pisrim, if you're looking out to interpret the word, even though it's not the same, but nevertheless, that's the Pisrim. The Pisrim finds some kind of a connection between these two words that are not exactly similar, but nevertheless, the word Tendros in Old French, in the time of Rashi, is an offshoot of this word Tnuch that it says in the Teire. So therefore, Rashi says, yes, in traditional Mikra, it's not recognized. But nevertheless, if you want to know what this word means, according to the Paisrim, we can see how in the Old French today, in the times of Rashi, the word Tendros is connected to the word Tenoch, and therefore similar, according to the Paisrim, we could accept what it says in the Teres Kainim, that Tenoch is related to the words Teich and Noch. How can we say that this is true, that in Pshutish and Mikra we should say, as a word of Laz, in the Zeitung von Rashi, that a word in, in French, in the time of Rashi, so sein von dem selten Scheidisch von Alashen Kaidisch warten Chumisch, should be the same root as the word of Lashen Kaidisch that's found in Chumisch? How can we say that in the times of Rashi, there's a word that's used that's similar, and that is what the title means. That's the word of old French in Rashi's times. That's the word in Chumisch, Tnuch. That's the, there's a connection here. As you say the Mizug, Fintman in Pirish Rashi and Parshas Devarim, we find even more than this. What Rashi himself says in, in Rashi and Devarim, Tzidainim Yikru Yikru regarding the Chermain. So the Tzidainim referred to what a Syrian, and the Amayri referred to the Chermain as Sneer. So Rashi, what does the word Sneer mean? Hushelek. Sneer is snow. Obeloshan Ashkenaz in German. So sneer is snow. Obeloshin Kanan, and also Oloshin Kanan, it's sneer means snow. The seist as the nomin fin shelek in Loshin Ashkenaz and Loshin Kanan Bizman Rashi. Rashi is referring to the Loshin of German and Loshin Kanan also. In his lifetime, in Rashi's times, 
ist von selben Aussprache wie der Medium, was Yikri Leisnir, Aloshan und Chumash. It's the same word, the same word is in the language that's in German many generations later. And it's the same word that's in what the Amadium used in their times, thousands of years before, regarding this word sneer. So just like Rashi says that the same word sneer was used in the Torah, because this is what the Amadium used as the word for snow. And it's the same word in Lashon Ashkenaz and Lashon Kanan in Rashi's time. So it's possible that the same word could exist thousands of years later. That's what Rashi says. Ulohoi, the Rebbe says, take note of an interesting thing. So even today, Sheleg, so what's the word for Sheleg in Lashon Ashkenaz in German or similar to German, which is Yiddish, which is a dialect of German, and Azayich in English, or even if you take the word of, of Sheleg in English, it is similar to the word Sneer, where the Shnei, that's similar to Sneer, or Snow, Snow in English is similar to the word Sneer. So we can see how, yes, languages might evolve and so on, but it's the same word that was there in the times of the Amadian, and then is used in times of Lashon Ashkenaz and Lashon Kanan and in times of Rashi, and then even, to, even now in, in Yiddish or in English, you have the word Shnei and Snow. Same also with the word Tanoch. That's used in Lashon HaKadosh in the times when it's in the Teda, and thousands of years later in Old French, Tendros comes from the word Tanoch according to the Paisrim. So, this is the explanation of this Rashi. So, we understand what Rashi is doing here. Rashi is negating the Pshara of the Teda Skainim, and it's very clear why Rashi disagrees with the Teda Skainim, and then why Rashi clarifies, but nevertheless, the Paisrim, Rashi can't just simply say that Balaz, this is what it means. But Rashi is coming to tell you that even though there is really no connection between the word Tanoch, and Teich and Noch, like it says in the Teiras Kainin. But nevertheless, according to the Paisrim, it'll come out that you could say that there is a connection, because they sort of connect different words, even though it's not precise. Now, from what we could see deeper, according to Chesidus, what this Rashi means. It says, Mavur in Kabbalah. So it's explained in Kabbalah. It's brought in the book of the Teira, and it speaks Parsha. As the sibe for negayim, what's the cause for a person getting a nega? Is mitzad estalkus ayra chachma? When the revelation of chachma is removed from the person, that's when you become a mitzayda. Ki mitzayda chashuf kemeis, a mitzayda is considered to be like a dead person. Uksev yamusu v'loy b'chachma. When a person is dead, it's because he's lacking chachma. Uksevus is dots mevaye barucha vidosiz and avedis adam. So what does this mean? If we could explain this in simple terms, in avedis adam, that if a person is lacking chachma. So then he becomes a mitzayde, or he's considered to be like a mace. The level of ima. so there are different, different sections, different levels of intellect. There's the kayach of chachma, and then bina. Now what does bina mean? His bainanus and godless abeda. A person contemplating and thinking and understanding deeply and thoroughly the greatness of the Eibishter. Right? Chachma is that point, that flash. But Bina is more of a deeper analysis and a deeper reflection and a contemplation and thinking about the greatness of the Eibishter. Is Mo'erer, by dimension, an Ave B'chines So if you have a proper, full appreciation of who the Eibishter is and his greatness, this brings a person to a tremendous love and a yearning and a desire to leave the confines of this world and to connect to the Eibishter. To leave his entity, leave his place, and to be totally one and included in the Eivishter himself. That's what Meichen the Ima is in Avedis Hashem. Meichen the Abba from Chochme, on the other hand, Chochme, versus Hecha from Bina, which is higher than Bina, bringt Bittel Lelakos Betachlas. 
When a person has that openness of, of Chachmeh, it's not all the details that a person comprehends and understands in his mind, but Chachmeh is when there's a revelation of a Lakos that's open to him, that he sees with clarity, the openness of the Eibishter is, so that actually completely overwhelms a person and it completely annuls a person's being. Thus, when the person has that opening of Chachmeh, it does not bring you to a desire to want something, to have a feeling, to connect. On the contrary, it brings you to a feeling of to be to, to pull back and to just be obedient and to follow and to do what the Eibishter wants. Shuv, to follow in his orders. Mitten kaleisa nefesh, not that your soul should expire. Non dem bitl in esekatayre or maisa mitzvah to be obedient and to follow what the Eibishter wants here below. So that's the difference in the source of what Meichen Dabe and Meichen Dima are in a person's Seichel, and then the result of what it does to a person's emotions. Negayim Veren, so now we can understand, how does a nega come about? Mitzat Histalkis Eira Chochmah. When a person is lacking Chochmah, which means you have to have the balance of the two, Chochmah and Bina together. As it says always in Chassidus, that you must have Ratzi and Shuv together, so you must have the balance of the two, Chochmah and Bina together. Bishas has felt that Tachlis Shleimus a bitl from Chochmah. If you're lacking that ultimate bittle that comes about from Chachmeh, Undurach then felt that Arak Trogn Zain Rotzi Unkalesa Nefesh in Shuv. And as a result, the person's emotions take him away from the purpose of what he's supposed to be doing, which is fulfill your mitzvahs right here. Have that Shuv to do what's asked of you. He's just carried away by his feelings and his desire to be one with the Abishra and to leave this world and not limit that Tayyid on Kiyama mitzvahs. So Damalt, when it's done, not only is bonus, it's at Meichen Dima. So if all you have is that appreciation and that you're amazed and you're you're totally in awe and in love of the greatness of the Eibushter, of all your understanding and appreciation of what the Eibushter is, and therefore you have just that Ratzui. So can the Ratzui geben an art by What could happen is this emotional excitement could bring about that even Klippe Chetzayim should be able to take from this some energy that's negative. Like it says in other places, when a person's excitement, if he's overly excited and davening, and he, the person gets involved in such a way that it's his feelings that are being expressed in the davening, that very excitement, after all, there's the self of the person, his mitzvah is involved in this, and this could lead, if you're not careful with this, to have the right balance with the bittle of Chochmah, so it could bring to simply being excited also, including with yourself. And it could evolve from one thing to another and bring to an excitement for something which is not desired, which is inappropriate. So therefore the Ratzoi the and the Bina has to always have the influence and the Koyach of Chochmah to keep it with the proper Bittl and the proper connection. So that's what happens when you're lacking the Bittl of Chochmah. So there's a unique Lechitzayinim which creates a Nega. The Ribbit is the Tikkun from the Nigayim. So therefore how do you correct this Nega? The healing of it. Specifically a Koyin. But Koyin is Mamshech, the Oyer HaChochmah. Koyin is the one that has a Koyach to draw down Chochmah which the person that Mitzayda was lacking. And bringing the Chochmah, so that takes away the unique Lechitzayinim, and it, it purifies the Nega. This is explained in Lekut in this week's Parashah Barichis. So now coming back to what it says in the Rashi Bayas. And here the Rebbe gives one more introduction about this, what it says in Lekut 
In the Tara, Durach Dem Koyim, Zanafaran, Tzvei Pratim. So as when it comes to the Koyim, purifying the person, that is a Mitzayrah, so there's two things that it says in the Pasuk. On one hand it says, Vuhuva Ela Koyim. You should be brought to the Koyim. But on, it also says, Vyatza Koyim HaMochotz LaMachna. That the Koyim has to go out to the Mitzayrah, where the Mitzayrah is outside of the Machna. So it's sort of opposites. So in Lekut HaTayri, he explains that both are necessary. In order to correct the problem that you have with the Negoyim, it's not just enough to draw down the energy of Chachma to bring down this revelation of Chachma, which was lacking. What you first need to do is Bring the Mitzayra to the Kayin. What does this mean? Der tikkun in dem art fundin egoyim. What you first have to do is redirect the Ratsui. That place where the Ratsui, the Hislahavas, the excitement of the person went wrong and it got involved in yeshes and in wrong things, so that has to be redirected. First, the, the Chachma has to be drawn into the place of where the Ratsui went wrong to correct that. In dem Ratsui and Kalesa Nefesh, was veret mitzad moichin de ima bina. As that the Ratzoi should be back guided in the right place, together with the Shuv, according to what the Shuv is supposed to be. In other words, to use out the Hislahavas of the Ratzoi for the right thing, that the person should have an excitement to be obedient, to fulfill Hashem's Ratzoi. So that's the Chachmah shining and guiding the Ratzoi of the person to put it back in its place. That's the first point, to, to deal with the issue in the place where the issue happened, where the place which, where it has to be corrected, in the Ratzi itself. And then together with this, and after you correct that issue that there is there in the excitement of the Ratzi, now you can draw down and you, the Kayan himself comes out, and you could reveal the chachma, the amshachas or the chachma in meichin the ima versus mevatel the avshariyus from the goyim. Then the kohen can come and introduce chachma, and you bring in the koyach of chachma, which doesn't even allow any possibility for any rotzoi to get out of hand when you have the full revelation of chachma that keeps everything in place. So first, there has to be the correction of the issue in the place where the aveda or where the issue happened, and then after that, that's the v'yotza koyim. And then the Vuhuva, sorry, that's the Vuhuva Akayin. And then the Vyotza Akayin, then you can draw down the full revelation of Chachmah that will not allow any issue to happen again, where you have the full revelation of Chachmah that keeps everything in place. So these two details are hinted over here in what Rashi says. The Nosan Akayin, Al Tunoch, Aizena Metara, Yemonis, that the Kayin places the blood where on the middle section of the ear of the person that's becoming purified. So, what this refers to is the Kayin, the Nasana Kayin, which is Chachmah. He's drawing down the revelation of Chachmah in Meichin the Ima. He's bringing it to the place of Bina, Oizen, the ear. The ear, Shmiyev, his Bainanus, listening and hearing, just like when a person hears something, he hears one detail at a time, like Bina, which is taking apart and then fully understanding each detail. So Shmiya is related to Bina. So placing the blood of the karma that Kayim brings on the ear of the Mitzayda is drawing down the Eira Chachma of the Kayim into the place of Bina. When the Vdem Rashi, and regarding this Rashi adds and says, Veloshin Tenoch Loi Noidali. That I don't know the source of the word Tenoch. So what does this mean? The Tare Untikum. 
in Tnuch Aizen, in Meichen the Ima, the purification and the correcting, the Tnuch, the ear, the place, the Bina, which was in Meichen the Ima, is Loi Noida. It's unknown. Means, Kuntnit von Zichalein Durch, that I'm Shacha from Meichen the Abed Durch and Kain. It will not come directly. It will not be enough to, to take this person, which is a Mitzayda, and has an issue with his Ratsui, that took him with a Slavis in the wrong place. So don't think, oh, the solution is simple. He was missing Chachmeh. So introduce a revelation of Chachmeh to add that. No, that's just loy noida. That's it's it's unknown. In other words, that alone to just bring chachma is not going to do the job. You first have to go to the place where the issue happened, where the hislahavus went wrong, and correct it over there. Rashi zaktem loshin loy noida loshin nifal yidio pulovas is me'elu It's unknown. Not that I don't know, but it's unknown. Unit loy yadaiti that I don't know. Right. So Rashi is saying it's noida. It's it's not known. It's not known from where this comes. In other words, it's not the source is not from Chachme in order to correct the issue of the Mitzayim. Not as Davzayim Frier, their Tikkun in their Pagam von Meichen de Ima. First, you have to deal with the issue that there was there in Meichen de Ima in Bina Atzma. To, de- to deal with that Hislahavos and the Ratzi of Bina itself that went into the wrong place. Just like we find regarding tshuva, that the only way you properly do tshuva is, is when you go back to the same place and the same situation, and there you re-experience it again in the proper way, and you withstand the test in the same kind of a matzav, that's when you have the issue dealt with in the place of where the Aveda happened. The same thing also when Bina is lacking, the Chachma, and therefore Bina itself went off the path, you have to first correct the issue where it is, right over there, in the Bina itself. That's why Rashi says that Loshen Tnuch Loi Naida, that it's unknown, meaning it's not just about bringing Chachma into the Bina, but you have to first deal with the Bina itself. And this idea here of correcting the issue in the Hizbayinus, in the Bina, is hinted in what Rashi brings here about Paisrim. Usmein, Al-Darach Anal, V'Pisrim Chalaymis, Paisrim means, like the people that interpret dreams, Asazenadot, Zveizachim, V'Seyserlech, Zen, Zeyos, Zayin, and Yonim Shayin, when you have two things that externally seem to be unrelated to each other, and that Pisrim is V'Sme Zmegala, and V'Farish, that Teichim, Pnimi, V'Sezeim, V'Kasherim, Ha'achid. The idea of an interpretation of a dream is that you take these two things and you connect them and you show that Really, there's a deeper meaning here, and they are connected. That's what a pisrein is. So in Avedis Adam ben Nidan Mentes, over here in our case, the pisrein of this individual, of this mitzayda, needs healing, means as follows. We sort of uncover the good and the positive that you could use of the meichin the ima, the islahavos and ratzivas kumta reis from bina, to, to take out the energy and the fire that you have in the Meichen of Bina, as a Zolzayim, v'yas monzich loyt the kavanah pnimis, that it should be able to be used properly according to what its purpose is, which is when it's together with the Chachmah, the Shuv that the Ratzi has to lead to. Und danach v'at nimshach der oira Chachmah in der Tnuch. And then, after you corrected the issue that there is in the Bina itself, so then you can bring down the revelation of Chachmah itself into the Tnuch, Onto the ear, biz oicha boyin yodoy, and not only on the ear, but also on to the hands, boyin ragloy, bringing it down, putting the blood on the feet, which is a remiss to the fact that you bring the influence of the kain, of the blood, in kiyama mitzvahs, the maise, to fulfill the mitzvahs with maise, the poil, the yad, the with your hands and feet. 
was damaled for the bottle the Indian from the Goyim and the Chipper all of our and this will correct the issue of the Nagayim and the Kayim will totally be mechaper for him and be mechaper this individual.